and we are going. Wow. What what a milestone, eh? This a uh, milestone what? Our eighth season we're about to start. Ninth. 8.5. 9. We put more effort into the USA series than we have anything else. Uh, what do you that's that's a weird thing to say. I don't know if I entirely agree. I I certainly did. In in watching it or creating it. In I I feel like both. All right. Um Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the eighth series of your Time Starts Now Taskmaster podcast. Uh, we're two we're two idiots with nothing better to do. Um, I have many better things to do. Don't lie like that. <laughs> Can't I just say something funny for the intro for once? I am saying funny things. Be funnier. Are you saying I'm not funny? Be funnier. That that that's not the same thing. Do you want Do you want me to say your two least favorite words in the world? No, I don't even know what they are. Is it just your bad act? Stop it! Stop that's, it! That's not even my least favorite thing in the world it's just that i don't appreciate that accent doesn't work uh if we we had a little uh, we we tried to do our best to see if we could increase joe's uh, audio quality on the fly um if it has or hasn't uh I, we won't know until the actual editing process but series eight of taskmaster um the first episode of the series appropriately titled hello yes um hello welcome to our welcome to our lovely little show um, the contestants this series are Ian Sterling, Joe Thomas, Lou Sanders, Paul Sinha, and Sean Gibson. Joe, how much do you know about these people? I I am aware because they mentioned it in the uh, in the thing that uh, Paul Sinha does the chase, and then no, I don't know who any of these people are or what the chase is. Shall I, as the regular British person, give a rundown? Yeah, although I will say later on in the uh, in the episode, I believe it's Ian makes a uh, reference to another character from a TV, from British TV that I actually do know slightly somewhat about. Okay, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but you might know Ian for his roles on CBBC, working with the puppet character Hacker the Dog, who will that be getting actually back. Actually, is what I was going to say was a. Uh, was that um ian goes into into it a bit more into a bit more detail a little bit later um but he's known for that people will more likely know him as the ho as the narrator for uk love island so i've heard somewhere that he quit for a bit but apparently he's come back um his his voice as the love island narrator is a lot of fun to mimic um okay. joe thomas um is um Joe Thomas has a very close connection with Greg because he was in the Inbetweeners. Um, he played Simon in the Inbetweeners alongside uh, an actor actually called Simon who played the character of Will. So when people refer to Simon, it's sometimes weird whether they're talking about the actor or the other act, the character played by an entirely separate actor. Okay. Did, did I say that right? Um, yeah. Um, that's what he's most known for. Lou Sanders has been in a bunch of things. I can't pinpoint exactly one thing that she's uh, been in. Um, she, she's just been like on like uh, she's been on a, just a bunch of odd panel shows here and there. Um, Paul Sinha, he is a chaser on the chase. Um, it, I, I, I don't. I've not seen any of his comedy work. 
Um, I think this is gonna, this is sort of like a Richard Osman situation with him. Um, and Sean Gibson, I've not really seen her in anything. Um, so I can't say I have any, I can't really comment on what she's been in. Um, what did you think of this first episode, Joe? I thought that it was a little slow to start. And this is actually in the same vein as a couple of times when I've said stuff where, um, the, the tasks themselves are kind of mediocre and in other seasons i've said that like it um it falls down because the contestants aren't perfect but in this instance actually the contestants saved otherwise mediocre tasks i'm i'm gonna say this series eight has not got the best reputation among taskmaster fans um people say it's a lot like series six where it is a bit slow there's not a lot of dynamite moments um and i'm gonna be perfectly honest i'm wasn't entirely looking forward to the series as it has currently to this day the only taskmaster contestant i actively dislike which one lou sanders i i do not like really? her i i Why? i don't think she's she's just like <sighs> something about her just does not click with me she gives me very it's difficult to say because like, I don't want to come across as like, I'm insulting these people. I, I just feel like Lou Sanders is not someone who I would particularly want to be friends with in real life. Whereas I feel like I could reasonably get on well with everyone else. I think Lou would just, I think, I think she is, she's extremely annoying in my opinion. That's very, that's very interesting. Cause I didn't get any of that from Lou. Well, as someone who's seen all of series eight before and other stuff that Lou has been in, um, that's just how I feel. Interesting, because I, I was going to say, the only co- contestant I actively don't like is, I think, Catherine Ryan. But, uh... I... I feel like I... I'll, I'll see if my verdict on Lou changes as the series goes on. Because that that has been ten- tended to happen. Because doing this podcast, my opinions on certain aspects of the show have uh, shifted in very interesting ways. Like series six was better than I thought it was. Not an all-time great, but I, I definitely think it's a bit overhated. And series seven is was not, it's still a great season, but I don't high, hold it in as high regard now after dissecting it. So maybe yeah. after, maybe once we reach the end of this series, um, we'll have something else to say. Um, and we're also, we are also getting to the end of the Dave era of Taskmaster. Yeah, this one, you can, you can kind of tell here that you can kind of tell that like they've worked out all the kinks and are like actually hitting their stride and making the show, which naturally is when everything is radically changed because we can never just accept things as the way they are. But anyways, um, I know that it's late for you, and we're back on Zencaster because we had some issues with Discord doing the bonus episode that we re- that I totally released before this one and didn't forget to upload it, and I'm going to upload it with the uh, with this audio tomorrow. But uh, but also, um, so we're just going to crack on ahead of time, just that we're all that also, we're all um, good. I'm going to try and get this episode by the end of Thursday. But it's going to be a little bit difficult um, because you had some uh, health health issues, which I'm I'm not getting pissy at you for. I had um, health. I 
I did not. I'm, health issues is a bit strong, obviously. I woke but. up with a headache yesterday, and I didn't sleep very well. That's 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 the health issue. Is I woke up feeling like garbage because I had a sinus headache from the weather change. Don't make it seem like I woke up bleeding from my eyes or anything. Okay. I had a headache. I didn't sleep well. I didn't feel like recording yesterday. Okay, anyway. let's move on. Let's move on with the show. But I, th- one more thing, and this is show related. I think this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first series to actually have a proper concrete theme to it. When you say theme, do you like mean story wise, or are we talking like the theme tune? The when you watched it, did you feel like the show had a? a Japanese vibe to it. Because there was a lot of like, there were some martial arts sounds. The Taskmaster logo on the wax seal was, um, I, they, they, they had, they had Japanese. Yeah. They had Japanese inspired stuff in the background, in the house. They do try and keep a theme that way, but I didn't notice any specific, like, like it it wasn't in your face i feel that maybe the um the production design team and the sound design team might have worked together on that but i don't have anything specifically like that to report unfortunately um well the thing this is more common in the channel 4 era um but the series will tend will have uh themes um for example series 10 was western themed um series 11 was uh was like russia themed boy i wish you'd said this before i watched the episode i totally would have kept an eye out and i didn't and i didn't notice anything um series 12 i can't quite remember series 13 was dia de los muertos series 14 was circus series 15 was uh hippie 70s and series 16 is going to be like 1920s Great Gatsby sort of thing. Okay. Uh, speaking of series 16, it comes out in one week's time from when we uh, publish this episode, hopefully. Okay. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to covering it in like 10 years' time. Oh, God. Well, nothing like a podcast to keep people uh, as friends. Okay, let's finally, for the love of God, talk about the episode. Yeah, Hello. so this this episode is called Hello. Um, it does feature the people who we've talked about. Uh, floral shirt count, if we want to just do the drop whenever in here. Um, oh, actually, I've got a doing... great surprise. I've got a great surprise for you when you hear this, Joe. We, we have new jingles. You did mention yes. that. Um, so and we're going to we put found that, new, uh, We found use for Spelvin. Spelvin. Do we have we, the Hawaiian shirt count to add? We, yes, actually. Um, we'll put the drop right here. See if it picks up on my microphone. Hawaiian shirt count. Thank you for that, Spelvin. Um, see, we do let him come out and do other things yeah. from time to time. This is, this is actually a really good um, cast for, like, dressing flamboyantly. So we've obviously got, like, um, loose... We've got Lou, who's dressed up very, very well. Uh, she's Lou's she's, fashion sense reminds me a lot of Jessica Nappitz. Yeah, she, Lou's dressed very well. I she's got a. I don't know what pattern to describe it. It almost looks like it's just sort of like very like splatter, p- 
paint sort of style zebra print boots uh love that joe thomas has a um has a wonderful like floral print jacket like a like just a dress jacket over his clothes which i like and then i want to say that paul and sean both have uh like their their shirts have like dots on them and they never got zoomed in close enough to see whether or not the dots were like any pattern like like it almost looked like one of them was wearing like little pineapples on the shirt or something but either way i'll count that as like maybe a quarter so we've got like two and a half two and a quarter hawaiian shirts plus the shoes which are which are great i really i really enjoyed that and then um we're on to the Inch, we're on to the, the prize task, which do you want to cover that one or do you want me to? Um, do you have a preference for a task you want to cover later in the episode? Sorry, I should probably move my microphone. I am ambivalent on either on doing anything. I just want to get this out the door because I, I'm staring at the clock in Zencaster. We've got 106 minutes to finish this. I think we'll be okay. Because um, fuck Zencaster. Fuck them just in their stupid fucking faces. You shouldn't have told them we're recording and we're supporting their product while... I'm not supporting recording. their product. That's actually why they're doing this. Because well, it's okay, a free, sorry. It's the free tier. That y- you're just using re- your product, their product while still dissing on them. Yeah. But, um... um th- this, this, is how, this is called being lazy, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing against Joe. I, 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 I sort of agree with his laziness. But... I'm willing to, I want to talk about the task where they had to get as close to Alex as possible. So do you want to Uh, say the prize uh, task? Sure. Uh, This task is one of those ones that, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to level this. Okay. So this task is bring in the most powerful smell. Um, I will be hundred percent honest. Didn't like this task very much kind of dumb really hard to come up with a subjective score for it an objective score from it for my end um i didn't even bother at the end of it but it is still made funny by everybody involved and it sort of fits in with this but um so sorry just to go back to the themes i mentioned for a second i said i can remember series 12 it was steampunk okay way to break my floor there but anyway sorry uh, sorry we de- so this is this is definitely not what I would have picked to introduce the characters. I, I I firmly think you need something like like season season one, episode one, Tim Key bringing in a reindeer skull. That's sort of the like high watermark for establishing a character through the prize task. But these ones are, are not terrible. They're just not great. So um Ian Sterling uh chosen for this is the first thing he does in this episode. He brought in a fart in a jar um apparently he lives on a street with both mcdonald's and greg's on it and so he just has some noxious noxious odors and then weirdly this is something that i don't actually understand and spelvin if you're listening or if anybody else understands how this works um please let me know uh they were able to transfer the smell which I'm not certain how it would have even like it probably stayed in the jar, but it, I'm not sure how it managed that into a much smaller container that Alex could Alex and Greg could whiff on stage, which I'm assuming is just theatrics. But in the actual event, it's true. I I don't get it. But in either event, I'm, I'm sure uh, it was just done as a bit. Okay, yeah. 
Greg, Greg made Alex smell this one. It was allegedly very noxious. I don't disagree. Um, I know they actually didn't have the thing where somebody just didn't like the smell had escaped, which I thought would have been funny. Um, but what's also really funny is that we, we get a fairly noxious fart followed by a picture of tomatoes and Joe Thomas's explanation of the, you get a really heady green smell on, when you pu- immediately after pulling the stalk out of a tomato, which I like that he thinks we can smell colors. I'd love to be on whatever planet he's from. Uh, but additionally, it was tomato smelling and evidently not that pungent. Uh, following this, Lou Sanders brought in uh, Greg Davies all over the, your face. Uh, Greg Davies all over your Oh, wow. Okay, so the title on the bottle is uh, Greg Davies All Over Your Neck, but I'm reading this off of Taskmaster.info. Hi, Carl. I think you listened to this, um, where it is marked as Greg Davies All Over Your Face, which, um, so actually, uh, as an aside, Taskmaster.info has a Discord. If you want to help support this platform, you should go on there and uh, reach out to them. But anyways, uh, Greg Davies Please, Carl, over- come on our show. We're not desperate. We just want to talk I- to you. I actually actually should message him now that we're doing this again. Um, Greg Davies all over your neck is based on the fact that Greg apparently smells very nice, something that Lou and Sean both have, have mentioned in the past to each other when they've met him. Uh, any toss, that, uh, anything in, uh, that appeals to Gre- or may- inflates Greg's ego in a task that doesn't specifically say you have to do it is going to win. Well, this was also apparently just true anyways, but um, Greg... Uh, but she asked if there was any flowers. She went to some sort of custom cologne store and had this stuff made, which in she asked if there were any flowers named either Greg or Davies. Apparently, there's a St. David's flower that was put in there. Greg really liked it. And then um, and then we have the uh, the next two, which are Paul and Sean, which there did seem to be some debate amongst the contestants as to whether powerful meant good or bad. Uh, everybody else went with uh, Ian, Paul, and Sean all went with powerfully bad because Paul brought in uh, cider vinegar, which he was allegedly given as like a weight loss tip when he got into weightlifting, which worked because he was very ill after drinking it. And then um, Sean actually brought in something that had to have a don't try this at home label put on the YouTube oh, yeah, video. That was, I feel like the only other time they did that was when Ramesh Ranganathan put hot sauce in his eyes. No, they didn't. They absolutely they, they, did. No, they they did put a "Do not try this at home" when he did. They, did they that. said that. I don't think they put it on screen. I'll have to go back and. It might have been. It, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely okay, seen the. Do I don't it. think it was on the YouTube release, or if it was, I didn't notice it. But this actually said, "Do not, do not, never ever smell perm lotion." Your time what actually starts is now. Perm lotion? I have no idea. I don't get my hair permed. But it is apparently mostly ammonia, from what Alex said, which is very toxic, and you shouldn't smell it. But it is apparently very strong smelling. And for anyone who doesn't know, perm is um, it's a way to keep your hair poofy and in a certain way without, like, for, for long periods at a time. So um, it's, a, it's more of a women's hair care thing. And so this is apparently a very powerful smelling stuff and uh yeah no it definitely is quite pungent uh 
then I, you know, I don't even want to try and score these for this because I, I don't know what any of them smell like. Don't put the. Should we say what the actual scores they get? Yeah, the actual scores were Lou got five, uh, Sean and Paul both got three, Ian got two, and Joe Thomas got one. Don't put the Taskmaster Joe theme or anything, but I'd probably say. Not yet, Spelvin, not yet. I'd probably say maybe um, the perm stuff, number one. Depending on how noxious the fart was, that'd be number two. Then the vinegar, then the perfume, then the tomato. Unless- are you scoring this? Are you scoring this if Lou presents you the Greg Davies cologne, or is she making one designed for you with for I, your it, mind? W- listen, it would have to com- to compete with like an an ammonia based hair care product. Powerful means like you you like the reaction Alex and Greg had to the fart and the ammonia were much more any telling than anything that the cologne did. Okay. Also, we forgot to mention Alex and Greg's banter. Um, I always forget to mention the banter. Alex uh, has, like, some fishing wire around his neck uh, connected to both his socks, like a pair of child's mittens. You can never lose them. And he pulls on the fishing wire and the socks crawl up his leg. And I noted down that Alex is wearing red socks with fish tanks on them. Greg's socks are blue with uh, cheese blocks on them. Noted. Now, for the first VT task to be covered by myself, uh, we're back to the Taskmaster house. The um, manga anime uh, theme on full display. Uh, The the task is, find the receiver of this baby monitor. You must leave your hat on. Fastest wins. Your time starts now. Now, the hat on bit is because um, they're wearing like a, a hard hat with a stick. And there is uh, a camera mounted to the stick. So it's sort of like if you're aware of um, the train spotting meme in the UK. From fr- the Francis Bourgeois, yes. Francis yes, Bourgeois. It's, it's not as funny as that because the camera's not as close to their face. But it's sort of just a way that they can keep track of them without the camera. They also the have the baby crew. monitor dangling from it. Yeah, from but you don't well. have to keep the baby monitor no, uh, you don't. on the thing. I feel like you're... Uh, brother, who's with the baby, would would like this task. He he, d- you know, actually, wh- before we get into this, when I was, I b- while we were away over the summer, another YouTube channel that I watch actually did their own Taskmaster esque segment, and did they involved- say it was inspired by Taskmaster, or yeah, did they? It was it was called Ask Master. What do you think? Uh, but okay, fair enough. Um, um, who, they, who did it? So I can check it out. They're called Loading Ready Run. You have to kind of look for. I mentioned it once, but um, before, but they they did another segment where it was finding walkie talkies in their office, and they this it's laid out identically to this one, and I've I've seen that one, and I know that the, like the correct way to solve it is like actually to do what's done in this one which is to pull the uh the baby monitor off the string and then like play music through it and i was i was i was just thinking that even like before the task started this is one of those very rare ones where there is a correct way to do it even if nobody in this one actually did it that way 
Um, what is the correct way to do it? Or should we do that? Talk no, about the, that one. The correct way to do this is to pull the baby monitor off, put it someplace where you can't hear it, and then play music through it so that as you're listening to, as you're walking around listening for the music, you'll be able to hear the music coming out of the monitor you're trying to find, which is that's, what happened. That's, that's a, I certainly wouldn't have thought of that. Well, no, because people did in this one. It just didn't go well. Okay, fair enough. I, I'll check this out. You'll have to send me the link to that afterwards. Yeah. So, but what did the five people doing the task in this show do? Well, um, it was Sean and Ian who were first. So, obviously, if you're first, there's not a whole lot to say about you. Um, Sean sort of run around the house just looking in places where you wouldn't expect to find a baby. So, the oven. <laughs> um... The, the, the other baby monitor was hidden in the mailbox just in front of the, just outside the caravan, by the way. Um, yeah, which, um, fun fact, if you, if you watch when they're actually in the, um, the mailbox, they have a camera in the mailbox pointed at the baby monitor. When they open it to get it out, you can see that it has US mail stamped on it, which it means that, which that doesn't mean that it's like a US government post box. It's just that, uh, a lot of mailboxes are designed specifically to meet USPS regulations, and I guess this one wasn't sold here. It was sold over there. Damn. Um, so Ian runs around the house making a bunch of noises. Uh, he's then... He takes the baby monitor off the string uh, in the hopes of finding the receiver better, and Sean, Sean finds the uh, baby monitor in 3 minutes 40, Ian finds it in 2 minutes 59, so he's currently in the lead. Um, oh, Joe wanna, walks... Do you want to know Sorry? one other interesting thing about Sean's task specifically? Uh, sure, yeah. Sean's task, at one point they have a shot of her, like right at the beginning of, of this, where she's standing in the hallway looking at Alex while she's got the thing on her on her head, and they actually... Like for two seconds, if you want to watch it, it's nine minutes and four seconds and nine minutes and five seconds. They actually have her like she turns her head to the left to look at Alex and then the shot re repeats itself for like two seconds. I'm not entirely certain what was going on there. What what was the timestamp again? 903 to 905. 903 to 905. You can just see, like, her head just sort of, like, moves in an unnatural way. It's because they just they either repeated or reversed the shot. Oh, I... Oh, I think I see it. It's like... I don't know why they did that. Um, I, I don't either. I It almost seems like they forgot to, I didn't uh, notice that either. No, I didn't. I wouldn't have either, except I was looking right can at it. Can you turn it your mic volume down a bit? It's starting to creep up yeah, a bit. I, it's, I got closer to the microphone, but... I was just kind of looking right at it. And yeah, she just sort of, they must have, that probably is just like a video editing artifaction. Like they forgot to drag the, the file, the files close together. And so that little cut repeated itself. But I just thought it was very interesting that they actually did that. But uh, anyways, um, yeah. Also just to circle back this, yeah, Joe also. Was Joe it, and no, Lou. Ian, um, Ian was the only one to um take the, receiver off the string they said oh, yeah. I, w I was thinking about saying that but i couldn't quite cause I'm, I'm sure when paul does it he he did it he took well, the well no it's very interesting because lou also did but i think ian was the only one to like yank it off as opposed to like like immediately 
as opposed okay, to everyone else enough. who just sort of like pulled it off. I don't know why. Right. Let's go. To, let's keep going. Um, yeah. uh, Joe and Lou are up next. Uh, Joe walks around the house making a bunch of similar tactics and makes a bunch of noises into the bay monitor to see if he can hear it. And he finds the receiver in four minutes, 43 seconds. Uh, Lou does sort of what you suggested. Lou does the correct thing, but she just can't find it. Like her, like this is her doing the method correctly and just not actually being able to. What would the right room in the Taskmaster house be? Well, to... actually, what she ended up doing was to play music, have, having Alex go into the phone box in the in the yard and do that. Uh, personally, what I would have done is I would have like put like the monitor like put like my phone next to the monitor because she did it on a laptop and that was the problem is the laptop has bigger speakers yeah so like put the phone right. next to the monitor and maybe like cover it with something so the sound can't escape lou finds i'm also just impressed at how much sound that laptop was able to put out because it followed her around the house and the yard like they're like they have her going through looking for it and you can hear i don't know if it's sound design or if it was actually live audio but you can hear that shit playing and it, even when she's like nowhere near the laptop or the monitor in the mailbox also it should be noted that lou and paul are the only lou completed the task in nine minutes 57 by the way but lou and paul are the only two contestants this series who i would say have um outfits that are worth discussing yeah um, lou's lou's I, I liked that's confidence I will. We'll have to find out whether because uh, it says Taskmaster Series Eight Champion on the back. We'll have to find out whether that statement ages well or not. What do you think it's going to think, Joe? I didn't. Ian Sterling win this season. We'll we'll find out in no, nine episodes time. Don't. It doesn't matter. Did did he or did he not? Ian didn't win. Ian didn't who, win. Who did? Was it Lou? It, it was Lou. So, okay then. And it aged very well. I'm not crazy about Lou, um, but hopefully, well, well, we'll see if this series can change that because there are people who I've, I like in general, but I didn't like too much on Taskmaster. Um, so m maybe I could just be looking at the series through a more, more critical eye I might change my opinions um but yeah uh, Paul Sinha has the other noticeable outfit and I quite like his his is just him in pajamas and a dressing gown I actually have the opposite opinion here because I it it makes Paul look I don't know how to put it politely it makes him look far stupider than he probably is because even coming into this, I I to knew, be a chaser you had to be extremely smart, and I no, think I, I know that. But coming into this, like without having watched it, I did know that Paul didn't do exceptionally well. And then we come into this task, which is him fumbling around for half an hour trying to find this baby monitor, and him in the him looking like he rolled out of bed is and is in search of coffee is just really not a fantastic look for him. It looks like he's just an idiot. 
I think it's it's kind of funny. Like he's he's been sleeping, and he's had to wake up in the middle of the night to go tend to his baby. That I that is a look. It's not a good taskmaster look. It's it's really just because like it like it would be funny if he had funny. been competent. But but as he gets less and as it, as I assume he will show himself to be less and less competent, it gets less and less funny. Well, I'm Paul definitely wanted to do this show to, I suppose, humanize himself in a way because the chasers are normally seen as like these figures who you're supposed to not not be afraid of them, but sort of not see them see them as nothing except these people who know a bunch of stuff. And I think Paul wanted to sort of, at least in people's opinions of him, shift that perspective a bit. I haven't seen the the chase, so I will reserve from co- refrain from commenting. But watch watch a couple of clips after this. I Try don't. And- I okay, I I I might, but I also don't watch nearly any television anymore. Let's keep going. Who's next? Okay. Um. Well, we've. We should say that Paul Paul just wanders around the garden in his pyjamas, constantly screaming, well, not screaming, you know, saying hello loudly into the baby monitor, which is where we get the episode title from. Uh, and he f- and he screams at the birds to be quiet at one point. And he finds the receiver after 27 minutes and 37 seconds, obviously getting last place. So the scores go from five points down to one point. Ian, Sean, Joe, Lou, and Paul. Everyone, also, it's occurred to me that everyone's first name is extremely short in this series. Yeah, I guess. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, um, but, VT uh, Task 2? Well, or do we have we similar ha- tasks? We have similar tasks to this. This is, of yeah, course, the original We still version. don't have a jingle for this yet, because we're, we're workshopping it. We, we, of course, still have this is the original task, and then subs- following it, we have Stormester Season 3, Episode 2. Kongan Befaller, Season 5, Episode 5, and Basti Test, Season 1, Episode 6, which the, uh, in which, in a shocking move, the Basti Test version expressly forbade contestants from touching the baby monitor that hung from their helmet, which Ooh, I, I like, think, I like, that. I think that's, che- I think that's cheating. I think that that eliminates quite a lot of ways of doing this, but, uh, as, as one does, but, Yes, a full Scandinavian sweep of of the tasks. The Scandinavians love Taskmaster. They do. Anyway, then, would you like to take VT Task Two? Yeah. What would you do if I said no? I I'm, I I would have done I'm, it anyway. Okay, but uh, anyway, here we go. This one is <laughs> shut down. This one is one that I don't. Okay, I'm going to start this out. I don't like this task. I think it's kind of dumb. I think it kind of stretches on... Does it put the dumb in dummy? No. um, But it stretches on a little bit too long. And then everybody's approach to it kind of lets it down. And I think... And then... But at the same time, having Ian Sterling in this... Ian Sterling's whole bit was... Really... say like i went through this entire thing god this is a terrible segment and then ian sterling sort of redeemed it and then I, as after that they kept on going and i was like oh so um just to we, let's just, uh, we might be in for a rough series if this is yeah, your reaction let's just go through this really quickly um the i the thing 
that. The task is make the best ventriloquist dummy and be chatted up by it. The most seductive ventriloquist dummy wins. You have 30 minutes and your scene must last no longer than 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Now, I will say most of my objections to this are the fact that you have to be seduced by a ventriloquist dummy you threw together in 30 minutes. This is a really dumb concept and I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, anyways, notes as we go into this. Um, Ian Sterling reveals to people who don't know who he is that he used to work in puppetry on the children's TV, the CBBS show with Hacker C- T. Dog. It was actually CBBC. That was a it's, mistake on someone's behalf. I mine um, probably, but anyway, he um, he, he, he would be, like do the puppetry. He would sort of like interact with the puppet. No, character. but he 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 knows the puppet character. He knows the yeah. puppeteer. He knows. I how do to as make, well. He knows I actually to, follow Hacker's puppeteer on Instagram. He's extremely entertaining because he has like this he, he's like a british jim henson pretty much he has all of these weird puppets and some of them are extremely interesting personalities like one of them is this uh guy who does um he's like a very weak uh posh guy who drinks a lot and his shtick is that he'll uh have uh for lack of a better term explosive diarrhea don't worry it's off camera just represented by a sound effect uh, at the end of every time he says he messes himself. Uh, that guy's name is Arthur. There's a, a character which is like this weird alien all covered in lumps and he's just like a bit of a stuck-up twit and he's called Pistain. That is more information than I wanted to... than I needed to know and perhaps wanted to know about explosive diarrhea sound effects. Anyways, um, the only reason I had even mentioned it is that... Joe Thomas is at the uh, the the task was presented in between two bottles of beer, which nobody else cottoned on except Ian. That the um that apparently in puppeteering, you mean Joe, Joe, oh, which one is it? it Joe and a, Ian are very s- similar to each other. Ian also, this Sterling's is the last the, Taskmaster series with a Joe in it. Ian Sterling is the one who does the puppets, right? I haven't been saying the wrong name. Ian's oh. the one who does the puppets. But yes. Joe Thomas is the one who makes the observation about the bottle of beer. Okay, yes. Bottles of beer is very difficult to say as a ventriloquist. Why, I don't know. Probably there's some sort of glottal It's very difficult to make the letter B without moving your lips. I could I could sort of try it. I a bottle of beer. A bottle of beer. A bottle of beer. A bottle of beer. How's that? I Fine. I You didn't need to demonstrate. I was just going to take your word for it. Ventriloquism over I an can, audio uh, I'm trying me- to media be quick format. Here. I am trying to be quick. You asked As me to be As long as we get quick. this done in less than an hour and ten minutes, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, again, I also... You know, I also think I just don't like these arts and crafts style tasks that this show does makes them do because they all universally suck. And so, but anyways, um, shit, I didn't, I didn't write down fucking anything about this. Yeah. Oh, I did. Um, I, I, I mentioned, uh, Hacker T dog earlier, which the only reason I know who he is, is that there's a very popular viral video go- that goes around the internet once in a while of a scene where the dog tries to make the human co-star break by just starting the sh- coming back from a commercial break and just saying we're just normal men in her ear which means for anyone who's seen that clip you know what I'm talking about apparently that's that's means, Hacker's catchphrase that means nothing um, he just said that to try and make her break 
and it worked. And there's ha- Hacker much- says that a lot. Hacker says. He, d- he doesn't just whisper, he just says it a lot regularly. And there's like a lot of other, th- there's actually a much longer like blooper reel from this show of similar events. But uh, anyways, we, which, That's which our one little did, bit. Um, which one did we start with? Was it Joe? Joe and or, Sean both go first. Joe and Sean uh, go first. Um, well, Joe actually goes first because there's a joke about Sean. Uh, Joe Thomas made a puppet out of a balloon and a basket and some other things and then the puppet because he didn't have an out for this bit he ended the scene with the puppet getting killed by being popped with a pair of scissors i mean that's um, not a bad idea i suppose i mean killing little, the puppet is an interesting little, way of ending the scene so that is that is how that one ends um following this we get asian gibson attempt oh i'm sorry a sean gibson attempt which is the joke that Alex made. Uh, it's she, funny because the the series theme is uh, Eastern Jap- Eastern Asian Japanese manga sort of thing. I I swear to God I didn't notice that at all, but that's funny. Um, she made a card cut out of Greg into a puppet with a sleeping bag, um, and then a the 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 puppet's tongue, which cuts was cut through a hole in the mouth is a glove filled with cream and it swelled as he talked to her indicating his arousal at which point i wrote down oh hi sally phillips because uh sean proceeds to knock the puppet to the ground and mount it and it and like just begin like making out with it which is it doesn't help that sean looks very similar to sally phillips so I mean that they fill sort of the similar role as the contestant the 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 middle-aged mum contestant I was gonna say they both have decided to embody the horny energy but um that's also another way of viewing it but um in any event uh Sean does that then then we get um then we cut then we get uh Joe now then we get Ian Sterling who made a puppet out of various things. It doesn't matter. It's got a cork board and it's got like googly eyes and it's got a, a foot, foot for a nose. A foot for a nose. The dummy allegedly painted the caravan to show his love for Ian, which I guess gay rights because it's a gay love story. And then Ian and then Ian kissed it. And then we cut back into the studio. And this is the high point of the task for me which is that ian ian sterling he has a he goes on a complete these guys' names in every single way i almost called him ian thompson but uh he just goes on a complete just loses his rampage well he loses his shit because he works with puppetry and so we he um he knows puppetry and so apparently a ventriloquist dummy is something that very specifically has to have like a movable mouth to to actually work which his is the only i mean one so that's, many puppets have movable mouths well it has to it's something very specific in that regards but his is the only one that had that so far which means i that, mean you say it has to have a i know ventriloquist dummies specifically have that like I, no i'm not saying mouth. that i looked this up this is what he yelled in no, the thing like, no like you've seen like a tra- I, how do you feel about ventriloquist dummies as a whole do they creep you out i couldn't care less it's, okay. If um, you want to play with dolls as an adult, that's fine. Let's think, like, Jeff Dunham, probably the most famous ventriloquist yes, in the I, world. Yes, Still alive. 
Um, some one of his characters, like the old man Walter, I think his name is. He's the more traditional looking ventriloquist. No, I, with I the mouth know that, what Jeff Dunham. What Jeff Dunham is. Yeah. I, I. But I'm saying what I'm going to say is the character of Peanut is more similar to like a Muppet. Yeah, the, in they how have, the mouth functions. It's it's different on how it works, but the it's it's generally that. In either event, it absolutely sent Ian on a rampage. He was like, you said make a ventriloquist. He actually, you can tell that he is like somewhat in the industry because he never actually says ventriloquist dummy. He keeps saying make a vent puppet, make a vent puppet. And and like like he knows the shorthand for it. And if we can, if you want to drop in the soundbite, it's like. And it was to build a vent puppet. None of those are vent puppets. Vent puppets are operated with an up and down pulley system. You said make a vent puppet. That is the first sentence. Make a vent puppet. Didn't make one. Didn't make one. No points. Because he's just furious that nobody else did this. It's hilarious. It's the high point of the episode. And then I believe they come to commercial and they go back, which, by the way, uh, the commercial is the commercial idents are all from the task where you have to hide from Alex the longest, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, but the um, that we come we come back and we get I believe it goes to um, to Paul Sinha is the next one up. And Paul yeah. is Alex, this is actually, I think, the first cutaway gag we've ever had on Taskmaster, which is that Alex is attempting to make a joke about something with, like, the chase. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and Greg just presses Alex's and, tablet and Greg, to stop the yeah, video. Greg ju- and cuts Alex off literally mid-word, which is something I don't think they've ever done before. Which And so that's very interesting. Um, then we get... I will say, though, I think it's because it's the UK version and it's, of course, been around the longest. It hasn't it doesn't sort of hit its stride until like it doesn't find properly find its footing until I'd say around this era, like something like Taskmaster New Zealand got it pretty much straight away, probably because it had a lot of stuff to look back on. Yeah. And I think Alex Horn worked a little bit closely, at least on the first series of that show. But yeah. New Zealand started doing un- interesting things pretty much straight away. Yeah, they're on there. There, New Zealand was made with the with the explicit fat was made with the knowledge gained from Taskmaster. So that's why. So also, like, Taskmaster New Zealand has made it to all four. Interesting. It hasn't made it here to the US. I'm gonna have to figure out how to watch it at some point. But um. Anyways, anyway, moving um, on to Paul Sinha. Paul did a very interesting take on this, which is that he pre-recorded some segments, uh, some segments of conversation, and just basically had, just basically spoke his lines in between that with the puppet, which was a piggy bank on a cushion with a t-shirt and pants. At the end of it, he carries it off and says a fairly disturbing line, which is that we don't need pants where we're going. You don't need pants where we're going, and it's like okay, I am. It's, this is perhaps why I don't like this task. And then we immediately cut back to why I like this task, because Ian Sterling 
in the just fucking studio loses looks like his mind. He is about to explode and does so again. Again, great. Greg line. was loving. Greg loved taunting Ian in this great moment. line here. Mister Puppetry Pedant over here is about to explode from uh, Paul Sinha, which I think is the quote of the episode. And then that, that'll be like our episode description. Yeah, and then uh, finally after this we get uh, Lou Sterling. Who Lou is Saunders? Lou, Lou Saunders. Sterling is Ian Sterling. name is Lou Saunders. Who we're going to be in for a rough ten weeks. Who, whatever their fucking name is, who is absolutely <laughs> enabling Alex Horn's public humiliation fetish by painting Alex's face as though he were a ventriloquist dummy, and then badly puppeteering him, which, it, to her credit. Di- puppet with a string attached to it that makes the mouth go up and down. She did do that. Technically a ventriloquist puppet. Technically, I, was, I was so Ian's- sure. Because it's been a while since I'd seen the series. I actually I don't think I've watched the series in full since I watched it for the first time in full in 2020. Yeah, and Ian Ian looked furious but didn't say anything. And so then we get the scores which are we actually managed to inject drama into the scores here because Lou, Paul, and Sean all get four, and then Greg says he's going to give out a five and a one, and you think, because every other time this has ever happened on this show, that the person who has made a stink about it and been right will get the one point as punishment for daring to be like better and smart and the one point will go to the person who didn't even try. But actually, in this instant... Uh, Ian gets the five points and Joe gets the one purely because a, he killed his ki- puppet at the end of the com- seduction. Ian's bit is funny, but it's a complete waste of energy on his behalf. I, I mean, I kind of like the the shouting. I, I, this isn't me saying I didn't like it. I it's the it's the only the mo- the most memorable bit of the episode. The only saying calling it the only thing is probably a little bit generous. But it was—it's definitely the most memorable bit of the episode. Um, but it was—it was just all a big stink for nothing. And what do you mean for nothing? It got him the five points. Him—him him getting in a hissy fit about it, or him at his puppet. The the hissy fit. Are you talking about the puppet itself? I'm I'm confused. I've lost, I I sort of kind of I, I wasn't sure how to feel watching this episode because I knew I wasn't really going to be too hot on the season coming in. But uh, this is yeah. It's it's a very this this whole task is definitely one of the weaker ones. And um, but this anyway, whole episode was not amazing. I I, I, will, I will say that being said, the next task that we're on. Do you want to do Taskmaster Joe for this? No, I mean, uh, you know what? Sure. Just let's drop let's it, hear like, what spell sm- Spellvin come out. Let's hear what you have to say. It's the Taskmaster, and his name is Joe, and he's gonna tell us what we should know. It's Taskmaster Joe. Okay, because I think that Ian Sterling is actually correct. I'm going to give him and Lou. Uh, I'm going to give him five points, Lou four points, and everybody else is disqualified because they're the only two who had ventriloquist dummies by that. By that purpose of the uh, of the thing, because this is a fucking stupid task. I really want to just point that out. Th- this but, one we're about to talk about. 
No, this the, the puppet one. This next one oh, okay. I like. I like that I, one a lot. I I knew you were going to like this because it's there's a it's a shame because the this series is very train heavy, and obviously I know we're, we're both uh, fans of trains. Um, but also, just the concept of the task is actually very fun. Oh, yeah, I think this would this is one of the tasks I would most like to do. Yeah. This, this just seems like a lot of fun. So yeah. the contested. But, uh, oh, before we get onto that, there are adapted versions. Two of them, Bossy Test okay. Season Four, Episode Two. They have to only converse with the doll. They don't have to seduce, be seduced by it. And then uh, Stormmaster Season Three, Episode Three. That's it. Okay, Moving so right along. Our final VT task of the episode: Alex is on the bridge in the distance with lights on his head. So there's a gap of about, I want to say. Two, three hundred meters. Where between are the they? two bridges? Um, they're at some train yard. They're at the Buckingham Railway Center. Do you know how I I know that? I googled Taskmaster Season Eight Episode One Railway Center, and that's what the first result could came up. Okay, fair enough. So they're at the um. <laughs> I, I've forgotten the name of it, but don't repeat it because I'm gonna just clip what you said before in here, which will be I think will be quite funny. Um. Uh, so there's a, there's two bridges, uh, the contestants are on one, Alex is on the other. There's a gap of about, uh, 200 meters between each yeah, bridge. This, which just for anyone who's not clear, this is a railway center. It's a museum at an old disused train station in the Midlands in England. It has two- Buckinghamshire's not the Midlands. It's on the LMS, okay? That's, it's London Mid- Lon and, and Scottish. It's one of the those three places. Okay, but it, it's just it's very close to the city, close to London. Okay, it's, it's on like, this. It's on the something. Okay, okay, it, okay, okay, okay. And anyways, um, this is uh, this is a footbridge. These are the footbridges over the platforms at the far opposite ends of the station property. Okay, let let's, let me continue reading. Get as close as you can to Alex without him noticing you. Alex will duck down the wall for 10 seconds, then pop up for 10 seconds, then duck down for 10 seconds, and so on until he notices you. The task starts when, the task starts when Alex first ducks down behind the wall one minute from now. So the contestants have got the whole rail yard to play with, all, so many things to hide behind, and some of them, particularly Joe Thomas, get really really creative with where they hide um but we'll get to that in a little bit uh sean and paul are first up um i i, I wanted to say sean paul is that a real person no i mean I'm, I'm sure it's a real person somewhere i thought it was like a musical artist or something anyway um are you, there's the paul brothers which are annoying youtubers and there's rue paul the the drag artist Okay, and okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get back to it. I just thought I've heard of a Sean Paul somewhere. Um, anyway, so Sean gets really confused. She she just completely loses track of whether Alex is up or down. Um, she got caught within 181 meters of Alex, but she so wanted to keep playing anyway. So there is a Sean Paul that is a real person. He is a Jamaican rapper who does who is one of the most prolific reggae artists. Okay. Um, I've never heard of him before. I, I heard the name somewhere. Anyway, let, let's keep going. Uh, she gets within 181 meters of Alex, but wants to keep playing anyway. Um, 
But she still failed the second time after doing that. I can't remember where it was where she got caught. Was it? um She was most of the way down. Like, she'd passed the station building and had gotten caught behind, like, out in the open someplace. Because both her and Paul Sinha both got um, confused as to whether or not Alex was up or down. Yeah, that's... Both Sean and Paul. I know Paul ran into a building just as Alex came up. Yeah, so Alex caught um, him going into the station building. Paul made it uh, 193 meters to Alex. Uh, so Sean is currently in the lead. Um, Lou and Ian have very interesting results. So Ian just sprints and gets as close as he can to the nearest thing. Yeah, he, will- he ran like the Dickens. I think he managed to like hide under a train car at some point oh yeah that was was all very well done um he makes it to the top of the step alex is in the center of the bridge by the way and ian makes it just to where the stairs end and the bridge starts and gets caught by alex lou makes it to a similar location but up before then she she does the classic cartoon gag of uh hiding inside an object and moving um, when Alex can't see her. Which, you know what's really funny, though, is that she's wearing her... Which, by the way, her uh, Taskmaster Season 8 winner outfit is um, pink, and the or like maybe a light red, and that is the exact same shade as the garbage can she hides under. So she actually manages to blend in much better than you'd think, except for the fact that garbage cans don't have legs. Um, in either event, though, it did work. It, but, uh, it, yeah, to an extent. Um, oh, also, Joe- Ian Ian managed to... Ian could have gotten a little bit further, but by his own admission, he stopped at the edge of the bridge. at the Like, at the bridge stairs, which something that Greg calls him out on later. Yeah, um, let, let, let's wrap this up. Joe Thomas... Um, Joe Thomas is like a ninja. Like he he made it to all of the right places in the exact right moments he could. Like there was this extremely thin buffer beam that he d- was able to just duck behind at one point and avoid being seen by Alex. And it it was great. This was a masterclass through and through. I yeah. I just don't really have anything else to say. Oh, and he makes it he he ba- he basically makes it to Alex. Without it was involved, actually it much. was incredibly well done. Like at one point, like because they have an overhead shot from Alex's perspective where you see Alex going up just as Joe is like ducking down behind things. Incredibly well done. Yeah. And then he gets up there and he manages to sneak up on him, which I guess Alex must have thought was like the camera crew or something. A very very well done. Mm. Yeah, uh, so the scores for that task are Joe Thomas gets five points, Ian and Lou both get four, Sean gets two, and Paul gets one. Ian and Lou were pretty much in exactly the same spot when Alex caught him, caught either yeah. of them, by the way. Which means that with one task to go, Ian is in first place, but Lou is just one point behind, so it's anyone's game. And Life we task, do, Joe. We do have adapted tasks. Oh, which- boy. Oh, look, you. This is my thing. This is great. Uh, okay, okay. I would like I'm... to point out that these are very dissimilar tasks, uh, which is complete an objective while trying to avoid being spotted by the Taskmaster's assistant. So, so these are, there are very different attempts, uh, variations on this. Uh, the originating one was this one, on, 
then we've got Basti Test uh, Season 4, Episode 7, where the contestants have to collect a number of as many balloons as possible from the garden which without being seen from from the house uh the next one then is uh Congo Befowers season 2 episode 8 where they have to smuggle items off of the property of the house without being spotted by the taskmaster's assistant who is in a rotating hunter's blind on top of a building huh, wow then uh the same thing uh, the same thing is done in Stormmaster Season 5, Episode 5, but this time they have to smuggle items into a transparent dome on the property without being seen by the Taskmaster assistant, who's again in a rotating object. And then finally, Season 3, Episode 6 of Taskmaster New Zealand, uh, which the contestants must try and sneak up on Paul Williams and pat him on the back while he tries to film them with his video camera and he has an eye patch over his other eye. Uh, every eight seconds, f- Paul must film his feet for four seconds. The contestants' attempts are not over if Paul manages to film them. Instead, they must return to their starting position and try again. The winner is the one who manages to get him the fastest. So, variations on the same thing. Okay. Um, there's a live task. Joe, yeah. what do you want to say about this? You, you are so done with this, I can tell. Um, this one is, again, this is a fucking live task. I will say this. The live tasks are frequently one of my least favorite parts of this show because they do they do so much for the scoring, and they are the hardest fucking thing in the world to, like, comprehend. Wait till you get, wait till you get to the COVID series and the live tasks. And because because like, they, they don't because they don't have an audience they need to entertain, which that can be funnier. I'm gonna have to wait till we get to that. But these I mean, there are two, some great moments. The, um, like this one is again. It's okay. So to just set the scene, they have a soccer goal. There's a line of donuts strung up in front of them. They're wearing buckets on a belt around their waist. The task brief is, get the greatest weight of donuts into your basket. You must have your hands on your hips at all times. You have 100 seconds, as we've always had in these stupid things. So basically, they're trying to get the donuts off the rope into their bucket using only their mouths. Lowest unique weight of donuts in your bucket. Does anybody want to take a wild guess as to what happens? It's a bunch of people scrabbling at donuts, like pigeons trying to get into a bird feeder, and then they're on the fucking floor with their faces down, asses up, trying to get donut crumbs into their bucket. It's ridiculous. It's, It's like it serves... It, Should we just I say the final scores and move on? I can't do anything with it. Th- no, no, because of course, fucking these fucking people manage to do this in such a way. Okay, Ian. Okay, I'm just gonna go off better. Ian Sterling. Ian Sterling. One point six two kilograms should go to Imperial because fuck metric. One point one six two apparently. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Joe Thomas. Eight hundred seventy two grams. Lou Lou Saunders. Two point four kilograms. Paul Sinha, 678 grams. Uh, Sean... Well, fuck, what's her last name? 1,200... Sean Gibson. 1,002 grams. So Lou wins, followed by Ian, then Sean, then Joe, which means there's a tiebreak between Ian and Lou. The tiebreak is peel a banana using only your feet. You may not touch the banana with your hands at any point. Which... You may not damage your banana fastest wins. Which I had the intrusive thought while watching this, which is that, oh, 
this this is a screen somebody has screenshotted this and put it on wiki feet which is of course a thing that's happening and also i would like to point Lou out kept her socks on Ian. Lou kept her socks on which is fucking weird and i don't know why she did that because that is like such a honestly tact- i'd much ra- i'd much rather if i squish disadvantage if I, also if that's banana squished i'd much rather it be on my bare feet than seep through my socks I, I don't understand this, but anyway... Like, I'd um, rather step in puddle with ba- in water with bare feet than yeah, with socks on. But anyways... Um, um, they, Ian does well, it in 59, Lou 61 seconds, so Ian wins. And, you know, just to, like, Every, just to talk about Ian for a second, Ian just manages to get the... Um, still had the bananas in a bunch, and he managed to get the stem to snap off really quickly, I, I, which assisted him in peeling it. I don't... I you know it's 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 a thing it happened but uh this is this is one of those ones that I'm like oh boy this people might get weird about this sometimes but uh yeah that is that is it for this episode one down nine more to go and oh, no. considering your reaction to most of the content we had to talk about um I don't know if you're gonna be you might be in for a wild ride or a, a tough ride I should say oh. Oh goody, that'll be fun, 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 fun. That'll be fun. I mean, we can look forward to series nine, which is uh, a much better season. Okay, yeah. Well, we're gonna look forward to uh, season eight, episode two, coming next week. First. Hopefully, yeah. Okay. If we don't um, die, uh, it's nearly midnight here, so I'm gonna go. go um, to bed. Bye, everyone. We will see you next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.